welcome to Blind Guys Chat, where this guy, Oren O'Neill. Hello. And this guy, Jan Bloom. Hello. And this guy, Stuart Lawler. Hello. Talk about the A to Z of life. Well, hello, and you are very, very welcome to episode number 57 of Blind Guys Chat. Thank you very much for joining us. Now, unfortunately, uh, yet again, yeah. uh, yet again, Mr. Lawler, uh, that's Mr. Stuart Lawler, has uh, done a bunk, which we would say in Ireland, i.e. He's, he's, he's gone on another holiday. Uh, I believe he's gone to Germany to look for some gas for his uh, for his apartment <laughs> to heat the apartment <laughs> during winter. Uh, so he won't be joining Russian us. Gas, the Russian gas. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, so uh, wearing the dress tonight is the lovely Claude O'Donovan. What do you mean the dress? Well, yeah. you're wearing one of Stuart's dresses, aren't you? Oh, just yeah. Just to be in character yeah. and just kind of... Yeah, yeah. He, he 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 wears them a bit low cut for me now. I have to say, I'm showing showing off a bit too much cleavage for my taste. But uh, yeah, no, he has, he hasn't got bad taste in, in clothes. Not too bad, but a little bit racy now for me. Okay, okay, <laughs> okay, okay. Well, okay, you can tell okay. him next week. Oh, yeah, but he, when you when you put it back in his wardrobe, don't wash it or anything. You know, oh no, yeah. Then it will smell good finally. Now you know <laughs> my perfume. Yeah, yeah. Well, I want to get. I want to kind of get straight into it because uh, Jan Stewart and I were talking about uh, some burglaries that are taken ar- 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 around in your the area that you live yeah, in yeah, and yeah, you were yeah. talking about uh, looking at these alarm uh, systems ring, or ring, video, video door ring. Yeah, what yeah, are they yeah. called? The, uh, ring? ring, ring. Yeah, video doorbells. door ring bells or whatever. Yeah. Video ring or... So yeah, yeah. and we and you were looking for a specifically looking for a, a system that you did not that you could record locally rather than exactly. pay a subscription. Yeah, because we learned. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, updated and it's um, we installed already one. It, it's now oh. um, yeah, 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 one week active. I must say we managed to secure. It is the we can put it in the show notes probably, but it is the first secure systems or something. And that is, um, um, well, they all look the same, to be honest. They have the same uh, <laughs> camera and the same uh, uh, bell, I think, and also the same uh, ringtone. But um, oh. this one uh, uh, records it locally with uh, uh, on an SD card. Oh, and, oh right. uh, yeah. And then you can, um, uh, yeah, um, so, so it's recording all the, all the um, uh, movements at the uh, door. And because you can uh, set the sensitivity and okay. then um, every time you pass uh, the door or you go out the door or in the door or that you uh, pass by it, uh, walking or cycling or whatever, then it will um, uh, yeah, uh, alert or, or, or give an alert to the, to the app. And when you press the door ring, then it will also give the ringtone and then you can um, uh, interact with the... Um, person who is in front of the doorbell ah, but, okay. but but so, so it is uh, fairly accessible there are uh, also with the installation it was doable in a way but um I, I will be in touch with the developer because not all the items they are not properly labeled or or the bu- some buttons are not, uh. Uh, not not recognized but it is doable so did you do the install yourself Jan? no no uh, chantal is then in charge and then tigo india I, I feel that also, you, you know... the drill. 
It's a little bit bigger, bigger, a little bit bigger, bigger, but 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 it's on the same. Nah, yeah, it is. It is double double size in a way. Okay. And 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 so so it is actually not big to be honest. No, it is. I think. uh, So to anybody, to to anybody coming up to the door, would would Chantel say, "Oh, it looks like a normal doorbell," or? Yeah, well, no, uh, no, you see, it is bigger, and you You'd see s- also that the cam that there is a camera, and and, ah, and uh, okay. it's also written down on our door, or I, I oh, think we should okay. have done that, uh, had that that you record, right? Because yeah, okay. otherwise, uh, you, 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 you oh, can get uh, yes, complaints in a way. So but, then, your, your but, SD card then is going into the into the unit itself. Yeah, and is is it recording is, all day or does it? How does uh, it? No, 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 no. It's only recording when when uh, when, when the you, sensor is activated. Yeah, exactly. And also when the oh, doorbell is pressed, oh. then then it's also a recording. And um, it is really funny because every time that someone is going out the door or in the door. I will get an alert, or or you will get an alert on your mobile phone. Do you know that's going to be really handy when the kids get older, yeah, exactly. when they're teenagers. Yeah. And now also with Chantal, because I really follow. You know, when I'm at work or whatever. You know. <laughs> Where were you from three yeah, until four twenty? Exactly. <laughs> and you know what the funny thing is when this alert is, then then it it will take a, a still from the moment the, uh, that the alert is there. So so then you see, uh, w- and then you can go into the app and then open this uh, uh, this uh, uh, this recording. So so then you see who is there in the show okay. in front of, etc. And, and, and it is quite, yeah, it is clear, you know. The, the, are, you the, getting, uh, are you getting any feedback from, from presumably, so you're using this on the iOS app? Uh, yeah, on your iPhone. So you, yeah, you'll get an you alert uh, of, on your screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. on your but are home you screen. Are you getting any feedback like this? You know the way you, if we if you open up the camera app, it might if it's lucky. You're, if you're lucky, it might say you know one face or no. You don't so see you, that. No, no, no. You you uh, should um, uh, you 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 can make use of the um, describing feature, of course, with seeing AI, etc. But 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 there are normal uh, pictures. Right. Or or a normal yeah. Uh, yeah movie in a way so so, so that uh, is then uh, there, but but it's, it's really it must, helpful. You must feel safer though, do you, Jan? Nah, yeah, in a way, yeah. It is uh, it is <laughs> it, it, it is mainly done for uh, uh, for does. everyone, yeah, for for, for <laughs> chef because he felt not so secure anymore, you know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm always taught, you know, you need to be more clever than your neighbor. Because you need to, because if if you protect your house better than your neighbor, then yeah. the, uh, anyone who, who has the in- intentions, then he said, ah, no, here it is more, more, more complex. So I will move to the other door. That is more simple, you know. Brilliant, I love it. So th- that is how it works. So uh, b- some some yeah. aspects are not accessible, but overall, overall, it's, it's I can manage, you know, and and you will get around, and and when someone is at the door, I can open the app, and then I can press the mic button, and then. Mm-hmm. I can also interact with the person in front of it, and then and that's then like whether you're home or not. So if you're exactly. in, you know, 
Yeah, I when don't know, I'm in Kenya or something, uh, you can just uh, pretend anywhere. like you're upstairs. Yeah. You can think of it as also a nice uh, a or a kind of aid also when you're uh, yeah all alone in your house. And then uh, you can always press someone, uh, yeah, you press the doorbell. And then you are always, uh, I'm thinking of my dad in a way, yeah. You, yeah. you don't want him to be all the time uh, uh, yeah, calling you in a way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but uh, when he's in emergency, he, he has now also something on his uh, on his neck, you know, the, oh, yes, that uh, he can yes, carry. Yeah, or he carries that, Panic. yeah. So, so yeah. the alarm button. But he can also use this one um, uh, uh, for yeah, yeah to uh, interact with, with us. And then you have also a, an image with it, you know. Yeah. Give us the name of this doorbell yeah, again. Yeah, first secure, first for, secure, first secure. So we'll yeah, put yeah, the yeah. Uh, we'll try and put a link on the show notes for you later. I will do that. Yeah, 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 really yeah, good. Yeah. Um, okay, let's let's move on because we have a lovely yeah. uh, segment that we're going to go into. But uh, first of all, we didn't talk about the weather. We're going to talk about the oh, weather. Oh, now. yeah, we're going to talk about the oh, weather good. now. That's what oh, I was because yeah. it's been mental. I was segueing into the weather. I'm sorry, Ooh. I interrupted your segue. Are you not familiar with this show whatsoever? No, I'm not. I know, I'm, I'm normally oh, here at the a, end. I don't have, no. have to worry about <laughs> yeah. any of this stuff. You only show, tune in at the end. You no, know, we've, had, we've had crazy weather. Today yeah. was oh? so mild. It was, oh, really? What was it around? It was, well, it was, and yesterday. And yes, it was like 16 17 degrees. 17 and a half degrees we got at one point. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's crazy. halfway through November. Incredibly yeah. windy, but it's yeah. so warm. Yeah. Um, so, uh, and I believe that France were having the same, and Germany are having good weather as well. Yeah, so we also have. What are we looking yeah. at in the Netherlands? Oh, the same, the same. But the nights are getting a little bit cooler. You know, yeah. uh, I just came home with the dog, uh, with, with Chef, uh, and this uh, evening, and it, it's getting cooler. But, yeah, yeah what is cool? Uh, nine degrees or something, you know? It's 14 it's degrees here right now. Yeah. And it's oh, no. nearly yeah. it's nearly 8 o'clock in the evening, yeah. Yeah, it's Which is terrible. mental, like on, yeah. in November. Yeah, it's funny, yeah, I yeah, heard yeah. in Ireland, apparently, more than half of our electricity generated in October was generated by wind power. So? Which I, I thought that was very interesting. Wow. Yeah. In the yeah, whole country. Good. Isn't it? Yeah, it's not bad. Yeah, not yeah bad. it's very good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just can't yeah. think about our, 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 our American cousins who've recently... Um, were, were with us recently and have flown back. Kevin and Molly were telling us that they live in uh, uh, St. Louis. Yeah. And there is a, it's, I think it's the county have mm. put a ban on banning mm-hmm. plastic bags. So ah, they're legally not allowed to ban plastic bags. <laughs> yeah. That's it makes American, no sense. Eh? Oh, Ireland were one of the first, I think we were the first in to Europe to ban plastic bags. Yeah. Yeah. Or to, to not to, ban well, not them, but to, ban to introduce them, but to, a, yeah. a, fee, a fee, which yeah. changed okay. everything, basically, because yeah. yeah. we're, we're tight in our country, so yeah. <laughs> also, people weren't prepared also, to pay. You know, yeah, do you have also um, this, uh, that, that you get money when you bring, hand in uh, the, the plastic bottles, etc.? No, we don't, or the glass oh. bottles, we don't. Not, no, and, we uh, have plenty of recycling They do that in Germany. Yeah, we in have Germany them also for well. the plastic bottles, and also oh, for, really the, uh, for the... Uh, uh, you know the cans of beer or the cans of Coke or whatever yeah. you know Coca Cola oh, okay. etc. You know that, that you can also uh, you get I think it's uh, twenty cents or something. Wow, you know, that's significant. Yeah. Anyway, look, oh, I'm yeah. going to move on because oh, we're, sorry. We're, yeah, we're, yeah, no, no, yeah, it's okay. Yeah. We're 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 tired for time. I really want to hear um, this uh, this piece yeah. that Cloda has done. So if you remember a few weeks ago, Toda was looking for people to uh, take part in a, a little chat about yeah. mental health. 
And she did that uh, uh, last week or the week before, I think. And we're going to play it in for you uh, today. Now, it's, it's, a, it's a good length. So sit, <laughs> sit down, get, get yourself a nice cup of tea. Uh, but it's really good um, and it's worth listening to. So I'm going to hand over to Cloda. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm delighted to welcome a very special group of people here who are going to talk to us about mental health and how we can look after ourselves. I'm going to first introduce Catherine Sinnott, who is working at Fighting Blindness since 2019. She works in both the fundraising department as senior fundraising executive and also in the Insight Counselling Service within Fighting Blindness as the Insight Groups Coordinator. Catherine facilitates the Partners Peer Support Group, of which I'm a member and I love it. We can talk more about that in a minute. And she co-hosts the Mindfulness Group, so some of you may be aware of that. We'll talk more about that as well. And outside of work, Catherine has been volunteering with AWARE since June 2021, facilitating their support and self-care groups. Catherine has a keen interest in working with groups and is currently attending a group facilitation course to further enhance her facilitation skills. And i got to tell you, she's amazing. So, <laughs> <laughs> Calm down, Claude, calm down. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm a little biased because I, th- I think you're great. But um, thanks for joining us, Catherine. Thank um, you. Yeah, we're also joined by Peter O'Toole, who is a chartered psychologist and counsellor. He's the head of counselling, wellbeing and emotional support within NCBI, which is the National Council for the Blind in Ireland. We do have international listeners, so that's why I'm explaining that. Uh, prior to this, Peter was the head of counselling and support in Fighting Blindness. So you guys are former colleagues. We are indeed. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah we, absolutely. We, we, we go back a while, yeah. Which is great. And then we're also joined by Ken Walsh, who has a vision impairment and is a guide dog owner. And Ken has availed of the counselling service at Fighting Blindness, and he's also a member of their uh, several of their support groups. And he's found them very helpful. And hopefully, Ken, you'll be able to um, chat with us about that in a little minute. I will indeed, yeah. Um, and that involvement has led Ken to become a volunteer facilitator on the support groups, which is an amazing thing. And he's been doing this for the past three years, and he has a passion for technology and is always curious about new developments and loves listening to audiobooks. So you're among similar people here because the three lads who are hosting the show are similarly voracious audiobook readers. They, they love them, so, so that'll be great. They'll, they'll oh, be looking for your... That's good to know. Yeah, they'll be looking for your recommendations, Ken, I'd say. Oh, God, I only wing it sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but sure, that's, that's how it goes. Yeah. But listen, let's get our priorities right, Ken. You said you're a guide dog owner, and uh, two of the three hosts of Blind Guys Chat are guide dog owners. So tell us about your guide dog. Um, my guide dog's name is Marley. Um, oh, he's wow. a golden retriever. Ah, oh, He's about six years old. Um, I have him for the past past four and a half years, I suppose. Um, we we get out every day for about a five k walk. Um, wow! There's nothing nicer than going for a good walk. It just oh yeah, it's nice, relax, nice and relaxing. When the, when the weather allows, of course. Absolutely, um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, I I I would have been a cane user um before I got him. But um, wasn't too keen on using it to be honest. So uh, yeah, just took the plunge and decided to go and um, apply for him. And yeah, it's it's, it's he he gives me great confidence just going new places and yeah, you know, I suppose not I'm not afraid to ask for help now when I need it. Um, which is amazing because so, yeah. that's that's a big that's a big thing, and I think you know getting that confidence and um and all that and I know Oren my husband won't mind me saying that when he got a dog and he was terrified of dogs his guide dog is Larry and actually he's six as well so he has him about four he was nearly two I think when we when he got him so it's just a little over four years now 
But he was A, terrified of dogs, but B, you know, I think he would agree that Larry has kind of forced Oren to be a little bit more sociable. <laughs> definitely, yeah, no, it's definitely. It's, yeah. It's, it's a great top, you know, you're out and about and yeah. people stop you and it's all about the dog. And it's like, I meet people walking down the road and it's like, hi, Marley, how are you? And it's not yeah. even hello or goodbye yeah, to me. Yeah, like, yeah. It's just all about him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which is lovely because it does take the focus. Because I does. certainly, does, yeah. I was aware, you know, when, and this is nothing to do with anything really, but just walking along with Oren when he was on his long cane. And there used to be a lot of kind of, you know, people would stare. And of course, Oren wouldn't be aware of that, but I would. And I'd get the sympathetic head tilt, the kind of, you know, oh, you poor thing with the blindy kind of attitude, you know, which I hated. I hated it. But now nobody looks at me. Nobody looks at Oren. They're all looking at the dog. And I love it. It's brilliant. It's pulled yeah. focus completely. So it's, it really does help. They put a different slant on it. I, I, I Just to say, I um, I actually met Marley as well. And I'd be, be like Oren as well. And I'm not... Um, I'm not great with dogs if I don't know their surname. You know what I mean? Right. So they're not within the family. You need to be formally introduced. <laughs> pretty, pretty, pretty much, yes. Yeah. So, and I actually, and I do remember Marley, and and I spent a wee bit of time with um with with a number of the group, and and you know probably up to twelve um guide dogs as well. And I amazed myself even over a space of like three or four hours. I was going. These dogs are actually all right, you know. Yeah, so it's, uh, yeah, that, gorgeous. The, the, the tendency to win everybody over. Yeah, I mean, in, in fairness, like they're so well trained. Now each dog is their own quirks, I suppose, and I'm sure you could tell us stories about Marley. Ken. Oh, definitely. Yeah, no, he's he's got a great personality. Really, so chilled and so relaxed. And it's like in the morning, you know, you have to wake him for breakfast. He's never really pushed about breakfast, but come dinner, he's seeking you out. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> Little heat-seeking yeah. device. I love yeah. it. Yeah. Um, brilliant. Well, listen, thanks so much to the three of you for joining me for this chat, because I think mental health is a, is one that it's it can be a tough topic for people. And I think in Ireland, we're only really kind of coming around to talking about it openly. You know, we've been quite slow to kind of get there. And I, I think it's great that we're a bit more open about these things. But I just kind of wanted to ask, how do you recognize if you've got like a problem brewing? How do you know if you need support? How, like what things should you be looking out for for yourself and also for your friends? It, it, it can be a difficult one. But I, I, what I would say at the, at the back of it all is to, you know, m- most people know themselves quite well. Most people know what their their baseline, you know, best level of functioning is, you know. So, I mean, and I would say, you know, if you tend to be generally an outgoing person, but have noticed that, you know, you're maybe withdrawing a little bit uh, more into yourself if you're sociable and you notice, you know, you're, you're shying away. Or likewise, you know, if you're physically active and you notice your activity levels, go, people generally know when something isn't, when, when they're not, you know, firing on all cylinders as well. And that can come at different times in your lives as well. Yeah. So, and, and, and I do think, you know, sometimes you, your nearest and dearest may actually throw in the outcome and you're not yourself lately as well. So mm. I would say, you know, it is for people to just stop and take the time to say, is this just a bad day, a bad week, or has it been going on for a period of time? And do I need to maybe take an objective look at at where I am? But there's no one, one I suppose, trigger point or warning as well, you know, apart from the obvious, you know, if you're having difficulty attending to the everyday things like getting out of bed or mm. eating or, you know, attending to what you need to do to the extent that you feel that those those emotional difficulties are getting in the way of everyday life. I mean, right. that, that in itself can be really a, a trigger point. Okay. So so I suppose this kind of levels and it, and it can, you, you could fluctuate from being, not feeling great, but being able to function and then maybe 
to a level where even basic functioning is a struggle. Exactly, and I think that's you know, it's and it's, it's I think it's very important to look at mental health, and I know we're here today to talk you know about it in the context of living with with, with you know a visual impairment or with yeah. blindness, you know, but but it's it's to also look at mental health on on a broader scale, you know, amongst mm. all of us as well. It's one of those things that can be taken for granted, and yeah. one of those things that can be misconstrued. So, uh, you know, you can you could be going through a period of depression. Or yeah. you know a time with a, or you're living with a lot of anxiety. That doesn't necessarily mean that you are are living with clinical depression or have yeah. an anxiety disorder as well. So I, I think it's to it's, it can be a fine balancing act to to recognise the difference between what is you know part and parcel of everyday life and when it's become a difficulty that's getting in the way of you living your right. life to the to the best that you can. You know. So that was going to be a question, um, Peter. I was going to ask yourself and Catherine, like, how do you know where? Okay, I need to do something to help myself feel better, or you know, be kinder to myself, or self care, which is something I don't really know what it is. So it'd be great if you could tell me about that. Or how do you know when you would benefit from professional support? Like, ha- like at what point do you kind of go, okay, I need to reach out for some help here? I think it is to do with probably you know, your peers and yourself yeah. knowing that this isn't the normal me. If you know that your personality is usually, say, outgoing and, you yeah. know, and positive and you're, you're, you know, you don't be too anxious about things and, and just all those sort of different things. It's when they start to kick in, like if your head is going over, if you're ruminating a lot and, right. you know, you're tired and you're, you know, everything seems an effort. I think if you're able to sort of even step back just a little bit and sort of think, this isn't actually how I normally was or how I normally am. Yeah. And like Peter said, if if there's people, family members or anything that are also commenting or friends that are making comments yeah. that they've recognized a change. Um, I think that's I think that's really that's where it comes in that that somebody either helps them make the decision or, or you're able to make the decision yourself that you do need to get help. Okay. You know? Okay. Um I don't know if Peter wants to add something else there i mean i think you know and and and, and you know like maybe ken might be able to speak a little bit about this after i i know as there's a big component there's a number of different programs you know that are are delivered across the different organizations so i know we have the adapt program with ncbi and i know like my, my old colleagues my old team in fighting blindness you know have, have the living well with sight loss course mm. which i think ken might know, know something about and there is a a section to that when, when we're talking about you know looking after yourself where we kind of de- define self-care and self-care like you know people have a different idea of what that means and I think it's important to to know that it's a broad concept yeah and it encompasses all sorts of like you know right down to hygiene you know uh, Mm and nutrition lifestyle but it also is bringing in you know finances and socio-economic factors uh your culture your spiritual beliefs and it's looking at physical and mental health as well and I think it's going to be quite important not to separate everything out that we always have a tendency to look at self-care in terms of you know well um I'm looking after my you know I'm practicing mindfulness right. I'm looking after my stress reduction as well but maybe diet and sleep and lifestyle yeah. factors aren't it's to try and keep everything in, in in balance and I think you know different people have different ways of of characterizing self-care for themselves and there's nothing to say that there's one one size fits all but there are a number of different pillars I think to yeah. to self-care and the most important thing I think is to remember you know, people think self-care is selfish and, right, and yeah. self-care as you always say like you know it can, it can sound a bit hammy but like self-care is kind of like 
the gift you give to yourself. And yeah. if you're looking after your own self-care, whether that's emotional, you know, mental and physical as well, it's also going to have that knock-on effect um, of, of, of extending that care to everyone who matters in your life, you know? Um, right. Mm-hmm. Okay. So in other words, it's like putting your, own, your oxygen mask on first on the plane. Like you can't expect to care yeah. for other people if you're not caring for yourself properly, exactly. I suppose. And that's, yeah. I'm glad you mentioned that one rather than me because you, 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 we have a tendency, <laughs> I think, when you work in this profession to pull out every cliche and uh, known to manage. <laughs> there you uh, go. We can yeah, take that but, one off your list there. <laughs> <laughs> but, but they endure for a reason. And, 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 it yeah. is, you know, and it's something we might double back on as well, you yeah. know, is to, to remember that, that the impact that your well-being has w- yeah. will, will automatically affect you know, the people around you, your friends, your family as well. And it's interesting, you know, because you mentioned people think it's selfish. And I I remember myself feeling that, like feeling, you know, I was caring for two people with disabilities. I was managing difficult stuff at work and difficult stuff personally and all sorts of stuff was going on. And I kind of, I can in hindsight say I was definitely not coping well. And when I was in the middle of it, I didn't really fully recognize it. I was kind of thinking, well, I can't like take time out because that's very selfish because I have to look after this and I have to look after that and I have to look after these people. And I realize in hindsight that I was being really stupid, that I needed to, I mean, call it be selfish if you want. I needed to be selfish. Mm. I needed to look after myself. Um, And when I finally got the message, (laughs) you know, and did reach out and did get help, it, it, I cannot express how incredibly helpful it was. And it wasn't, it wasn't like flicking a switch it took time but it was that slow relief that slow kind of and release I suppose as well um before Ken I'm going to talk to you and ask you about what your experience of that kind of thing was like getting the help maybe and and getting some support can you guys just tell me can Mm. you tell me the kinds of supports that are available yeah well I think between the two organizations you know and 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 we maintain you know the relationships between each other um First and foremost, when we're talking about mental health and supports, um, people automatically make the the jump to counselling, and obviously the, the provision of a of, of counselling services is, is there with um, within NCBI, and, and also at the moment, you know, uh, we're, we're looking after the counselling service on behalf of uh, fighting blindness while they're mm. going through a review. So the counselling support is there, and like, yeah. um, mm-hmm. but there's a range of of different supports. I mean, within NCBI, um, that generally t- tends to centre around uh, liaising with the community resource worker so you've got a range of services from you know t- technology um assistive mm. uh, technology um mobility um employment assistance there's a range there but from the mental health perspective as well as you know not always putting the, the heavy focus on counseling mm. um, a lot of people will find a huge amount of support um true interaction with other people yeah. and the various you know yeah. peer support groups and we, we there's a, a range of activities and groups um within ncbi and, and likewise you know we're, we're fighting blindness as well so i mean catherine you you yeah. you're our go-to yeah. on the on, on the groups on that side of things yeah and yeah tell, tell us more about that catherine yeah so we offer support groups um and they're basically I suppose the first thing to say is they're not group therapy. You know, they're not they're not therapy groups as, as such. Right. Um, they're groups that um support uh people in similar situations, um, and it's where like people can make friends. It allows people to connect with with each other, um, and also to get uh support as well from each other. So I mean, we yeah. would provide 
like several different groups going from technology clubs to mindfulness. Uh, we also do like a coffee morning and um, we do peer support groups as well. One is in Dublin and one is in Cork, but actually at the moment they're on Zoom. So that's what one positive yeah. thing out of COVID um, is that we've been able to reach people all around the country um, instead of just having them as local, you know, local groups. So. Um, I mean, I can talk about the groups a bit more later, if you like. Um, but I mean, tell us about them now, Catherine, if, if yeah. you can, because I think I think it's a really good kind of, in my experience anyway, you know, it's it's not counselling, but it's actually in a way nearly more practical and it's very accessible and it feels kind of like a very safe, easy way of, of getting support. Yeah, yeah. Like people have said it's been a sort of forum where, they have been able to sort of speak out and to be heard and to be understood. And because they're linking in with people who would have similar sort of experiences, um, I guess it allows them to feel that that they're talking to people that understand them, yeah. you know? And I think that is obviously one of the, the biggest things really, because I mean, we all want to be, you know, if, if there's ever any issues or whatever, you want to be able to go to a group or talk to somebody that has some understanding of what you're saying, Absolutely, you know. Yeah. So being in a group like these um, is just is just really important. So, yeah. So just to run through like some of the groups that we have. So I mentioned that we do a technology club Um, we have a Zoom group in Cork uh, that meets on a Saturday and we have a Zoom group in Dublin that meets on a Monday and they're every week. They're tremendously popular, but they're really they're, what they're really good for is for people that are sort of new to assistive technology and that are just learning about technology and it sort of removes some of the fear, right. you know? Yeah. Um, the mindfulness one, um, again, is a lovely popular one. It's every week and it's basically the participants get to practice stress reduction and mindfulness exercises. Yeah. So it's sort of, again, trying to help people just practice being in the now and not having all these thoughts and plans and what I'm doing, what I'm not doing, you know, right. going on instead of focuses on breathing, sound, body. Um, and that's that's people really enjoy that one. Actually, they get to listen to like a couple of the sessions yeah. and mindfulness sessions and then get to chat about it afterwards. Okay. So so that, that might help with kind of anxiety and stuff, would it? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. OK. And then are there any other um groups Catherine apart from the, the those ones yes so there's a Dublin peer support group and a Cork peer support group okay and again these would be for I suppose these are reaching out to each other really to get the support you know from the members that are there and um, you can bring anything to these meetings anything that you're worried about or anything you just want to talk about um, and they're there to sort of, as I was talking to somebody recently and he was saying that they empower people in adapting to sight loss. Um, oh, OK. And, you know, so that's obviously crucial. Um, and then I did mention before the Connections Coffee Morning, it's a weekly meeting and it's just for people to literally connect. We found through COVID, with COVID that this was just a really important one for people not to feel isolated and lonely right. and they could reach out to each other and just talk about, you know, anything, the weather, a movie, whatever it is. Um, and then just the last couple of ones, we do like a borders group. And again, this would be for people that are from the border counties. Oh, brilliant. Um, yeah. And so, I mean, we saw, yeah, we link in t with a lot of different sort of people and age groups and, you know, we have a directions support group which is for like people between 18 and 30 years of age right so and that's the great group for them because it helps them to sort of 
figure out the direction that they actually want to go in. And right. it's, I suppose we can provide some assistance and support in helping them to get there. Okay. So it's an important one just for that age group in particular. Um, we also do the Horizons group, and that is a peer support group for parents whose children have been diagnosed with an eye condition. Okay. And then the last one is the Partners Peer Support Group, which obviously you have experience of. Yeah. Um, and this was a really, a really important one because we sort of felt that there's a lot of support out there for, I suppose, people who have the eye condition. Yeah. Um, but their partners, um, there wasn't yeah. really that much out there for them. So this group has proved to be really sort of a positive experience for yeah. for partners attending the group. So yeah, no, it's 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 actually been amazing, and it, there is that. I mean, there is the kind of talking and sh- like the sharing knowledge is phenomenal. Like you yeah. just you learn so much from the others, and also just having that kind of. I think when you talk about support groups. It doesn't really express the level of support you feel like it is extraordinary. And I, and certainly as a partner of somebody living with sight loss, I was kind of nose to the grindstone, keeping going, keeping going. And I didn't realize that I was kind of not really I, I needed help and I didn't yeah. I didn't really realize it. So yeah. I, I think yeah. that, you know, it's just perfect because you're kind of all in it together, but you all have completely different experiences. But some of the stuff is is similar, the same, yeah. you know, and sometimes you're just a listening ear. It's just like friends having a cup of coffee. It's yeah, it's it's really lovely. Yeah. Yeah. I think I was struck by what you said earlier there, you know, Claudia, you, you, you'd mentioned the level of support you got from it and yeah. with, with Catherine doing it. I just look, she, Catherine knows herself from working with me for years. You know, very important to be say, it's not group therapy. It's not, but I think, no. But I, but I do think it, you know, it's to make that dis- this distinction rather than just have rules and borders around everything yeah. as well. You know, yeah. you can go to, you can go to say an art class and it's not art therapy and you can join a choir and it's not music therapy. Yeah. yeah. You can also be part of a group or a tech club or whatever, and it's not therapy. But that doesn't mean that it's not therapeutic. Exactly. Yeah. That's, uh, and that's the key. That's the key difference as well. Yeah. And people find their support. It's like I said earlier as well. You know, it, it, that assumption. Oh well, if you don't go and, and look, obviously, you know, there's a bias there from within my own profession. I, you know, I think counselling can be very useful. Yeah. But I also recognize, you know, that the, the counseling as such is is a talking therapy and it can be quite different. A lot of people will find the support that they need, sometimes in, in conjunction with counseling. Yeah. But if they're finding singing in the choir or, you know, meeting with other partners mm. or solving problems about technology as well, if that's therapeutic, well, that's that's self-care. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you, fi- you find where your interests are and... And and I think also like Claudia, you said yourself, sometimes you just listen. Yeah. And I think there can be great benefit for anyone involving themselves. I mean, staying connected for, for starters, yes. but as a byproduct, a lot of people who I you know, would recall talking to, and they're saying, "Well, I want to go to the group to get this mm-hmm. for myself." Yeah. And then the, the I suppose the the really magical I think you know aspect of any group involvement is when that person comes away and feels, oh this week I gave something, yes. you know, so a lot yeah. of people think they're going to be on one side of it only and then realize that together everybody in that group brings together something or a story yeah. or an yeah. expertise or an answer to a question. Yeah. And I think for any individual to find, you know what, this week I had the answer to the question yeah. or I, I knew how to guide mm-hmm. somebody else. And it becomes this kind of reciprocal yeah. support where it tends to happen quite naturally as well, which is lovely. And it's really yeah. empowering as well. It's yeah. really like you really feel because, you you know, sometimes 
from my point of view as a partner, I felt, you know, well, I'm, I mean, clearly I'm not the important one here. Yeah. But actually the support I'm giving my partner is important and I need a little support to be able to do that. Yeah. But um, Ken, I'd love to hear, you know, what your experience was as part of the, the support groups and, and, and that that you were involved with. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Um, yeah, so I suppose, as you mentioned at the start of your introduction there, yeah. um, I would have had counselling from fighting blindness in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of, kind of realised myself that I needed it. Um, kind of, I was slow to take that first step, but um, mm. the NCBI would have kind of told me about um, fighting blindness counselling service. So I got in contact with them and I met a counsellor and I found it really beneficial just someone to listen every week um rather than a friend or a family um you know no judgment or anything just sit there and listen and i suppose then that kind of led on to me joining the um, kirk pierce support group um which catherine and peters just spoke about a while ago Mm. um kind of every week he was kind of you know the council was kind of telling kind of not kind of I suppose nudging gently that there is a group there if I ever ever wanted a ever wanted to join you know I was more than welcome and yeah. I was like yeah I kind of didn't think any more about it and then all of a sudden you know what I said to myself sure maybe I'll give it a go um and I, I remember I went to my first meeting and you know just being around other people that were in some um, similar circumstances to myself and just be able to listen to them what they're talking about and you know I could relate to it um mm. I was a cane user at the time and you know I kind of as the weeks kind of went on I kind of you know was talking and saying I wasn't a fan of using a cane you know there was a stigma of yeah. you know the embarrassment of using it and stuff like that yeah. and a lot of them in the group could actually relate to that so um it was great to just sit there and talk about it and um then I suppose as time went on, I decided I'll apply for Marley, um, my guide dog. And um, I remember one of the lads in the group, he was like to me, mm. you know, now you're embarrassed about using the cane, you know, at least if you don't want to use it, you can put it in your bag or whatever. He was like, <laughs> you can fold it up and put it in your bag and you actually can fold up a dog and put it in your bag. <laughs> you're stuck with him. Yeah. Stuck <laughs> you with can him. try. Yeah. yeah, but um, no, I was I I helped. I was always a dog person, so that kind oh, of great. um, that kind of helped. Um, and then I suppose after that, you know, um, I suppose Cork Technology Group um kind of got involved at that at the start. Um, yeah. It was literally you know being set up at the time. I think um we used to meet in the Cork City Library. Okay. Um, in here in Cork, and um, I kind of got involved at that at the start, and um kind of gradually um got into taking notes and stuff of the minutes of our meetings and um kind of got roped kind of got roped into that yeah <laughs> and um yeah i i was att- i was kind of um attending that regularly every week then and um i suppose then covid hit and yeah. we were like what do we do you know and um then peter um and fighting blindness actually I suppose had no other choice but to move everything on Zoom. Yeah. Um, and and in, then, yeah, he was very innovative in fairness and very quick off the mark, Peter. Yeah, he, he was in fairness. Yeah, yeah he was in fairness yeah. to him. Yeah. 
so Peter asked me would I st- would I come on board and facilitate and I did and um and what's that what's that been like oh it's like you know it's it's just great to be able to give something back you know um and just be there every weekend yeah. you know people can just rely on me to be there um yeah. and it's yeah. I find it amazing like it's just when I was sometimes when I step back and kind of think you know I started where I started and now where I am like it's it's amazing um yeah you know don't get me wrong sometimes you still have your bad days and whatever and stuff like that who doesn't um yeah but it is no it's it's been really good to be honest that's fantastic uh, to hear. And in Ken. fairness, when Ken said yes to one thing as well, we we, we kind of gave it a, a wee while and then asked him to do something else, and then <laughs> asked him to do something else. Yeah. Would yeah. you, yeah. you get your first yes? There's no going back. Yeah. <laughs> I think I I do think that's what's fantastic about the groups is just like for everybody involved. You know, I I know even when I'm doing the partners group, I I love I love hearing like everybody's stories and I love mm. hearing sort of about their backgrounds and their situations and mm. and I love when that little bit of magic happens where the, at the start there's a little bit of sort of shyness or yeah people finding their feet a little bit and then it just sort of blossoms and like people are like supporting each other yeah. and giving each other like sort of like feedback and supportive reflections and mm. and it's just I think that's the thing with all of these support groups you know they really, really are um, just yeah. so worth having, and Absolutely. it's brilliant that they're there. And I mean, we do hope to expand the expand what we have on offer, you know. So I do think it's an example as well to, to show where different organisations, um, yeah, you know, will we, we, we'll be working together. And looking, obviously, you know, in the counselling services between both organisations are you know centralised now as well. Fighting blindness, you know, have a, a range of their own services and the, and their research and um, perspective as well yeah and yeah. and that's fantastic and likewise ncbi have book clubs and, and such a huge range of ways in which people can engage and connect with other people yeah. and likewise the league of the blind you know that the walking groups and guide dogs do what they do as well yeah. but what you'll find in group formats you know um with, with individuals also you know applies to the general ethos of supporting people and recognizing that different people yeah. need different supports as well and if somebody wants something from one organization and they don't do it well you know we, we can sign posts yeah. we, we like to all think that we have a a no wrong door policy so if anybody's yeah. looking for some support and it's not what our individual organization does that we stay connected enough as as a group of organizations with a similar vision and purpose to point somebody in the direction of yeah. where you might find that as well and so, that's uh, that's so good to hear peter because some people might have more connections with ncbi some people might have more connections with fighting blindness and obviously yeah. fighting blindness have a big drive for research but it's just great to kind of see that organizations in the sight loss community have a symbiotic relationship and it's really great to know that so that no matter who you pick up the phone to if they can't help you, they'll point you to somebody who can. And that's lovely. And the other thing that really struck me for what Ken was saying, and also from my own personal experience, is that sense of community is phenomenal because you can feel it can be so isolating from talking to people in that. It's, it can be so isolating, I suppose, to live with sight loss. But I think particularly, and this you might have some insight into this, um, guys, more than I would, but 
for people who are born blind or congenitally blind, it, it, there are a different set of issues. But for those who acquire blindness later in life, it can be very, very isolating. And I think there's that whole transitionary period where you're adjusting to your new reality and your eyesight might be changing all the time as well. But it, it just it does feel very isolating. So to be connected with your with a community that you didn't even know existed, it, it's an incredibly powerful experience. And I think with regards to what you said there, you know, to 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 those individual differences, you know, like where the sight um the sight loss has come from, you know, and 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 whether it was you know from from birth or later on, and I think that's mm. an important thing to bring in in terms um if I can just with regards to yep. l- looking after your own mental health. I mean, look, you know research and studies into you know the connections between people often say well what 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 do you come across most in terms of you know mental and emotional health issues for 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 people living with blindness or or a sight impairment and the research is all there which it needs to be and and you know there's always the the focus on higher levels of depression and anxiety uh, lower levels of say social well-being social activity you know disengagement but as you said earlier, the, the, the time of the onset yeah. of the actual of the visual impairment and condition is very important. So there's a big difference between the child, say, who, who may have been born without sight and someone who's led a very active life for 30, 40, 50, 60 years before the, you know, the, 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 the sight loss becomes an issue. Yeah. And there's a huge difference you know, between somebody who has, say, for example, you know, a visual acuity of, say, 20 over 200 and can read print with some help and somebody who has no vision at all. So exactly. I think the time of, of, of the onset of the changes in circumstances is very important, but also just as similarly, life experiences are important. Yeah. Individual personality traits, levels of support, yes. existing relationships, they're all important. And, and I, I personally think there's been, what, what I'm kind of thinking, and I'm, I'm quite you know happy that this is the case in in mental health and emotional health and counselling full stop as well is about moving away from this one size fits all approach as well yeah. and, and, I, and I personally feel you can't talk about the definitive psychology of the blind or visually impaired when yes. there are so many personal variables involved and also even how fast somebody loses their sight because you can lose it gradually over a long time it can happen overnight you know in a brain injury or something like that um so there's you know that also is has a, an impact on how people cope with it and i suppose peter listening to you there um you know i was always a quite active person myself um yeah. like i was working for like 14 and a half years in a hotel and like i i was still vision impaired at the time um, I've always been since birth, like I've congelated leukoma since birth. So we were all like one happy family in the workplace. When I left, um, it was like, what do I do now? It, w- it was a big shock to the system. Like, um, yeah, yeah. Working from nine to five every day, like then to not doing anything. What do I do next? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's taking it's taking that next step and trying to discover what will I do, you know? Yeah. And I, I think that's a really good point, Ken. And, you know, that can obviously add to your stress, of course. Yeah. Peter mentioned at the beginning there about occupational help. And I know that uh, Dennis offers support for trying to find employment and all that kind of thing as well, Peter. Isn't that the case? Yeah, we do. We have an entire team, you know, that, that um, within NCBI as well, um, who, who, who work on providing guidance for people who um, who may have you know, concerns about the, their existing jobs um, yeah. or, or, or seeking employment employment or gaining the training that they need um, 
uh, as well and, and also for, you know, for younger people who may have educational concerns as well yeah. and, 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 and that, that particular team within NCBI and again you know um, and we'll give you the numbers at the end as well yeah. if that's an area of importance to an individual the assistance is there in, in, in you know in tandem with all of the other services there. And, and also you know we would like to think within NCBI as well we're trying to lead the way very much in being a source of reference for employers or for places of education yes. as well. If there, if organisations themselves aren't sure of what they need to do to be of support to somebody within their team or, or, or a prospective student or a prospective employee as well, that we'd you know, like, like to think we're kind of the, the source of knowledge and, and, and can offer that assistance if, if, um, if such people wanted to link in with us and, and say, what, what do I need to do to be a better employer or to be a better educator as well to, to be more inclusive so that's brilliant that's a big focus that's really helpful actually because i'm sure there are people out there who are trying to focus on diversity and inclusion and trying to make their businesses accessible mm. to people with disabilities but they don't know how to do it so it's exactly. nice to know it's nice to know that that support is there for employers for educational institutions and all that kind of thing it's it's really it's a great thing yeah so I suppose we should probably be wrapping up at this stage, otherwise the lads won't get a word in later. Um, <laughs> but um, I, it's been really helpful. I've learned a lot and I'm really grateful to the three of you for joining us. You're welcome. Are there any final thoughts or, or words of advice you would give to people? Can I start with you, Ken? You know, if you've, if you've got, if there's people out there listening, they've got a vision impairment and they don't know if this is for them, if, if, if they should join a support group or if they should go find counselling, what, what would you say to them? God, I was hoping you'd come to me last. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> I can come back to you. I can come no, back no, to you. Okay. You're okay. You're okay. I would just say, take that first step. Yeah. You know, pick up the phone, contact NCBI, contact Fighting Blindness, either organisation. As I say, I'm a member of both of them attend both their groups that they run. Yeah. Um. From from and a facilitator as well for NCBI their book club. You know. Um. Oh, so, I would say pick up the phone, make that call. Um. Go to a meeting. Yeah. Give it a go. If you think you like it, why not come back the next weekend? It was me going to the first meeting. I wasn't. I was very unsure. Yeah. But I was. I, I was like, sure not. I'll go to my first meeting and see. Yeah. And, you know, I wanted to come back the next month and the next month. And I'm like, yeah, sure. You know, I'm, as I said to you a while ago, when I look now where I came, you know, at the start and to where I am now, it's, you know, it might not suit everyone. But um, sure. You, you won't know. You won't know till you try it. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Wise words. Yeah. And in fairness, like it is worth giving it a, a couple of shots because I yeah, definitely, like yeah. the first time I went, I was kind of going, oh, God, is this for me? I'm a bit embarrassed. I'm a bit shy. I don't know yeah. if I feel like I've anything to add to this mm. or. And I suppose at the time for me, it was like physically, you know, going to a place. So yes. it would have been two bus rides and two bus rides home. Oh, God. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. so yeah. I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm glad I stayed. I kept going back every week. Was, I, I said to myself, I won't make my mind up after one meeting yeah, and go to a yeah, few and too, you know yeah. see how yeah. i go and i'm i'm really glad i did too ken yeah, i think yeah. it's made such a difference to me i'm much calmer and i know that if i come across a problem or i you know i know i've got people i can ask and even in between the sessions i've got their phone numbers so i can send them a quick exactly, text yeah. and say listen yeah. i'm having this problem what should i do have you guys experienced this it's so it's so helpful mm, right. um and actually in terms of getting to places i don't know about outside of Dublin but I know Dublin bus have an access I can't remember what they call it 
Um, but they have basically yes thank you yeah and they they have a couple of people who do training and who will help you if you're trying to get to somewhere new they will help you train mm -hmm. that route and they'll go with you as, ma as many times as you need to so that you can learn that's fantastic thankfully i had a really good friend that came with me every month when i was going to the parents oh that's so, brilliant yeah you know she was she was kind of motivation as well Oh, that's really good. Yeah. <laughs> an opportunity to have to have an outing with a mate's always it's always Well, good it was to, uh... just to know, like, you know, it was just to know at least I know someone, you know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So Catherine, any final yeah. thoughts there? Um, I suppose what I would say is, is the groups are there. They're very welcoming. Um, you know, yeah. everybody that's that I have come across that is a member of those groups, they're just really, really safe places. Um, you know, they're supportive and they're very welcoming, as I said. So I would encourage anybody if you're feeling in any way sort of isolated or that, you know, you don't have enough support networks around you. I would absolutely reach out and and see if you want to attend any of the groups that I've mentioned. I'll just give you the number for the Insight Counselling Service. Um, it's 016746496. And, you know, reach out. I would absolutely say it's like Ken was saying as well and Clodagh, you know, you give it like four to six weeks before you actually decide on whether a group is for you. Yeah. And that just gives you time to settle into it and, you know, to become a little bit familiar with people and and see how you feel then after a few weeks. That's pretty much, I think, what I would say. Yeah. One thing I would say that I presume all of the groups, but certainly the one I'm involved in, it's confidential. What's said in that group yes. does not go any further. And you yeah, know that. Absolutely. And it's it's really comforting to know that. Like it is, I mean, yeah. when we say it's a safe space, it really is a safe space, you know? Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's, yeah, um, it's absolutely confidential. Yeah. All the groups are. Yeah. Um, so. And so the counselling would be as well, I'm sure, um, yes. Peter, right? Yes, 100%. Yeah. 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 Um, and I suppose there is no commitment, you know, if you can't come a week, you know, it's grand, you know, come the next yeah. week. There's no, like, you you know, people no have pressure. stuff on. There's no pressure, yeah. like, you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And they're free, right? The, these these yeah. groups are all free and it's not like you have to pay any money to be a member or anything. Yeah, no, they're, no, no, they're all free. I mean, yeah. you don't have to join. You don't have to become a member with Fighting Blindness where there is a fee to become an actual member of Fighting mm. Blindness. Um, you don't need to do that. These, okay. these groups are just there as an extra support and yeah. people can join in if they so wish um, and as Ken said you know go one week don't go the next week whatever it's completely yeah. free and easy brilliant Peter any final thoughts from your good self yeah I mean I probably maybe I mean I will say you know if, if you're in doubt about what type of support you need is to you know is, is to take that step and and to reach out and you know i mean again if you reach out to fighting blindness and, and it's more along the lines of what ncbi do and and vice versa you know we'll yeah. we, 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 we root uh, and one thing i suppose i would like to say is that you know i think i'm, I'm, I'm quite happy to say within medicine full stop and within healthcare physical healthcare and mental health care i think there's a move towards a more personalized approach and not before mm. time so i can understand why people from the perspective of their mental and emotional health might feel a little it's a bit daunting you yeah. know to to go down that road as well i think we're thankfully move moving away from the you know counselor um knows best doctor knows best professional knows best our, our approach you know, uh, across all of the the boards is is a personalized approach, and we kind of recognise that there isn't a one size fits all approach to people looking after their own needs, and 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 we we try and always you know put 
take a strengths-based approach was we, we want to focus on, of course, or acknowledge what the difficulties are. Yeah. It's to also assist people to move in towards what the, what the strengths they have, how they've overcome challenges in the past and yeah. to focus on where, where the loss has been felt most keenly but at the same time, you know, what direction are people looking to, to, to move towards as well? And, and and if there's ever any question about, oh, I'm not sure what counselling would involve. I'm not sure, you know, what the book club would involve or linking mm. in with the employment team or the or the partners group, whatever it is, g- give either of us a call and have the chat. Yeah. You know, the chat doesn't constitute a commitment. You yeah. know, it, it's confidential there as well. And ask the questions that, that, that did you need to be answered to know if that particular area of support, whether it's counselling or peer groups or whatever the case may be, if that works for yeah. you, you know. And I'll just give you our number. I'll just give you the overall um, NCBI helpline number there. It's 1-800-911-250. Lovely. 1-800-911-250. I can rattle off the uh, fight and blindness number. Um, st- st- still, that's in my head too. So, so. <laughs> no, that's not your job anymore, Peter. Do you have to, do you have to think twice about which, which one you're, you're speaking for sometimes? I'm sure it's confusing. It's bad when you don't remember your mother's number, but you remember the two Oh, dear. Numbers, you know? <laughs> okay, let's hope your mom isn't a listener. <laughs> Look, I, I'm so grateful to the three of you, Ken, Catherine and Peter, you've been amazing. It's it's really given me food for thought. And I just think it's good to even just talk, you know, it's good to even talk about it as a yeah. possibility. And I think I know my own life has changed immeasurably since I got involved in the in the partners group and also got counselling myself. It really helped. And I mean, it's, you know, I'm not um vision impaired but it really helps so I can only imagine people going through the grief of sight loss and and mm-hmm. um and everything that that entails it can it can only help is my thought yeah um so yeah like Ken said you know give it a bash <laughs> just just, <laughs> just, yeah. just just see yeah, just like yeah just just give it a bash and see and and see how you feel and even if it's just having an opportunity to sit around a table with a group of people and and listen and just realize that you're part of a community that's bigger than you. And it, it mm-hmm. kind of really does help put things a little bit in perspective, at least it begins to help. It's just the, the first step of maybe working towards feeling a bit better. Yeah. As you said earlier, John, it's just picking up that phone, yeah. you know, ringing, yeah. ringing any of those in your friends in that group, um, just for a chat yeah. outside of the groups, you know. Exactly. It's just yeah. great to be able to do that. Yeah, and you realize, you know, that you're not alone. Like I think that's the biggest thing is that when we're when we're dealing with like, you know, big life situations or crises or whatever, it's like it's so easy to feel that you're completely alone and yeah. that nobody else understands and it's just terrifying. And yeah. I think the groups and the counseling service and obviously NCBI and Fighting Blindness both offer these to people it's just it just allows people to realize that they are not dealing with this on their own yeah you know yeah and that there are options as well i think I yeah think. i mean there's just like that that you know um that, that saying go back to the cliches again you know but like sometimes <laughs> people think that there is a solution to a problem and, and and things are as simple as that and it's about realizing i think that solutions don't fit problems solutions yeah. need to fit the person yeah. And with every person mm-hmm. being in inherently different, you know, and, and I think that's the, that's the nature is it's, it's finding this, the people who have the similarities to you mm-hmm. and also getting 
getting, I suppose, that experience and the input from people who may be very, very different from you, who you might not have encountered if you hadn't, uh, you know, given it a bash. You know, that's a new tagline that we'll have to give it a bash. Who's going to yeah. use it? I'll, I'll, I'll trademark it straight away after. <laughs> <Quick. Robert. laughs> yeah. 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 No, absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, it's 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 the listening, it's the learning, it's the sharing solutions and it's the learning tools as well, learning ways of coping that maybe you mightn't have had before. That's what really, really helped me. So, I, you know, if one person who listens to this podcast picks up the phone and rings you guys, I will be delighted because uh, yeah. because I think it's made a difference to me. It's made a difference to you, Ken. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I know of many, many other people that it's made a difference to. So I just think, yeah, give it a bash, really. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hashtag give it a bash. That's it. Lance, thank you so much. Thank we're you, we're delighted to, to talk to, to you. Thanks, and Laura. we'd love to have the three of you back. Thanks again. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. Brilliant. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Well, that was, yeah. that's brilliant. That's for, well done, Claudia. That yeah, was actually Claudia, fantastic. Hey, Look, uh, it wasn't me. I just boy. really want to thank Catherine and Peter and Ken. They really were amazing. And it's just yeah. to get the different perspectives and understand, you know, where they're coming from. And the fact that yep. the organizations are working very much together in partnership is lovely as well, I think. That's um, all good. So they mentioned a lot of stuff there. It's going to be in the show notes as well. But but just for future cool. reference, I'm going to st- stick it in a document and you'll be able to get it to um, if you go to tinyurl.com slash BGC supports, all one word, sure. like guys chat. So BGC supports. Most of those links are related to the Republic of Ireland, obviously. Um, but if anyone from different countries wants to add their own kind of suggestions for places where people can get supports, email me, I'll add them to that document and we can just have it as a working document and add to it and add to it as we go. Okay, look, we're running out of time. That was a really brilliant piece. Uh, And thank you so much to Catherine, Ken and Peter for taking part. Uh, We hope you enjoyed it. Uh, We're going to go now and hopefully next time Mr. Lawler will be yeah. back with the gas from Germany. And, uh, and a little beer washed and pressed. I hope he has to manage his hangovers, you know, because that's always a problem. <laughs> yeah. Okay, we'll, we'll, see you in two weeks. we'll see you in two weeks' time. Bye. Okay, bye. bye-bye. Bye. BusyBusyProductions.com bye.